What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast, coming at you not live in a series of fraught quarters all across the country. I'm Vince Mancini, and I am joined, as always, you know him, you love him, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Mama, give me milky, please. What's up, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, quoting myself from this week's Pot Yourself a Gun song. We love to self-quote. Speaking of self-quoting, we got an old friend who may be familiar to you guys. Uh, It's Pod Yourself a Gun producer, Brent Flyberg. What is up? Hi, uh, hi, piggies. Uh, I am the prime audience for that Taylor Swift uh, Bada B story. Is that right? That is right. Yes. I if someone were to ask me, like, do you like Taylor Swift? I would be like, I like Exile. Exile is a really good song. Um, Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. It was like one of those songs where I was like, I know this song because uh, Francesca has been playing me her fucking one of her new albums a mm -hmm. bunch. And I was like, and I, I like Bon Iver, so I was like, this song with them together is really fucking good. And then I watched the show. It's a crossover. It's a good crossover. And then I watched the show You on Netflix, mm. and they had that at like at the end of one of the episodes. And I was like, so people know this song, because everyone, everyone's seen You, you know? Everyone watches You. Yeah. Have, have you seen yeah. You? The That's show? That's sure. the show That's about the, the weird stalker yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah it, it's uh, it's the show that proves that uh, cancel culture is fake. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Why did that guy, the actor, do something? No, 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 no. I mean, uh, whenever someone says like they couldn't make a show like this nowadays, I'm oh. always like, "Have you seen you? It's a <laughs> yeah. show about a, a stalker serial killer uh, who uh, stalks women and falls in love with them and then murders them." <laughs> It's like one of those shows where, as I was watching it, I was like, this... "Don't they? Don't they usually have it coming though?" No, no, no not at all. <laughs> the, the end of the first season, not, like, he just dressed in a particular way that like <laughs> makes them no, no. Uh, I but, mean... I, but like, didn't it? But didn't it? Didn't they try to turn him into like a Dexter guy where he like becomes a victim somehow? Like, doesn't? Well, no. I mean, yeah, he is like a victim in in ways, but. You know, that's a I mean, that's a level of nuance that I feel like uh, is missed out in a lot of conversations about abusers. So it's like one of those things where if you were to pitch it as like um, it's about an abuser. Yes, but it's an abuser who's been abused. So it's about the cycle of abuse. People would be like processing trauma. Yeah, they made a show about uh, Kate Mara fucking her student like. Right. They may. Yeah. When they say you can't make this or that, you can make way more stuff now because chances are nobody's going to even know that it's there like yeah mm-hmm. do you, right, do exactly. you remember like there, there's stuff that they advertise non-stop during football season that basically disappears from your memory uh, oh yeah as soon as the yeah. season's over remember like god friended me and shit like that oh is yeah. that gone no more god friended I mean, me i honestly don't know like they could hide superior donuts that's another one the alienist what about that? there's all these shows that i saw billboards for that i never thought about again what about that show, uh, that Chuck Lorre show about the Afghanistan um, yeah. interpreter? I think that's still on. They had a special oh, no. like post-Afghanistan <laughs> withdrawal episode where they it had like the somber I remember music and seeing stuff. That. I think that was I, the first I heard about that show was like the uh, trailer for the episode, like the very special episode about the pullout mm-hmm. of Afghanistan. 
Wow. I heard about that show before that happened. It was just like a trailer that went viral because everyone was like, wow, they're really doing this, huh? <laughs> and uh, and I forget. Oh, what's his name? He's like that CNN guy um, who got fired um, because he said, like, fuck Donald Trump. He's like, uh, he's like Muslim. Um, he writes about like God and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, he was like a consultant on the show and he immediately was mad at the internet for like dunking on the show. And he's like, actually, I was a consultant on the show and it's actually uh, very good about Muslims and whatnot. And I was like, you don't need to be mad about this, dude. I understand <laughs> it's, it's your job. it's great at keeping me fed and insured. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you just back off? Yeah, okay. That's, that's all Can you everyone say, back off of my fucking network TV meal ticket right now? Because <laughs> I'm really offended that you got... And the, uh, the worst part was, is like, Bro, no one's seen the show. We're just dunking on how fucking stupid it looks. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I can't believe that show's still on the air. Yeah, I Good wanted to them. give like a short update about. Uh, I assume people listening to this are probably also pod yourself a gun uh, listeners. But I was trying to remember the uh, Republican Congress person who had like the poster of the buff guy. Yeah. Cradling an info. I, I kept getting the name wrong. It's actually Josh Hawley. Uh, who's a oh, senator? Oh, yes. And he uh, like there's like a weird thread of him like kissing his wife, and it's all like it looks like he's, it looks like when you ask a kid to eat broccoli or something, like he's, he's <laughs> like doing it like lipless. It's very weird. Um, and then I yeah. I found the uh, article uh, about it. Um, but in one memory recounted by a former Stanford classmate. Holly appeared to have been unhinged long before the rest of us knew it. According to his classmate, he had a sepia-toned poster of a shirtless male model cradling a newborn placed directly above the above his bed in his dorm. Wait, it was sepia-toned? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the gayest tone. <laughs> I mean, it it should be one of those posters where it's all black and white but like the little kids holding red roses. Right, mm -hmm. right, 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 exactly. Schindler's list style. Yeah, He's Schindler's like, poster. <laughs> When asked by classmates about the peculiar poster, Hollywood allegedly explained that it represented his fervent stance against abortion. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, that's there, totally that's totally legitimate. Not at all. It's not at all about boners. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about fucking life boners, dude. Yeah. You know what gives me a boner? Another alive baby. <laughs> Another. <laughs> yeah. A bear, yeah. Baby carried to term. That's what a gets me off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Seeing you know what? Placenta <laughs> drives mm -hmm. me nuts. Yeah. I love it when the, the mother is forced to give birth like fucking chattel. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we had a lot of good stuff happening uh, this week. Um, namely. Oh, yeah. That uh, Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro. Um, is back in the hospital. I love this guy because he's basically like the fascist Nordberg from uh, the Naked Gun movies. Like he's, yes. he's always getting hurt in the most like st the stupidest ways. I feel like I've seen twenty pictures of him in a hospital bed with a tube going yes. up his nose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's the only oh. way I actually know how to recognize him. I think that's yeah. <laughs> always, always kind of like you know waving to the camera, just like it happened again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the latest one according to his own doctor bolsonaro was hospitalized because he did not chew shrimps he had for lunch on sunday <laughs> jesus <laughs> that can't be real that's Is like that a real? dog yes. he's swallowing shrimp whole <laughs> he caused an intestinal blockage were they in his cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> yeah, what the fuck <laughs> yeah that's like oh. it's so insane because like everyone was like 
everyone heard oh jair bolsonaro back in the hospital and everyone was like what now buddy like Mm -hmm. this dude has gotten like covid twice he's been bit by multiple llamas (laughs) someone did a thread of all his past uh past things that he went to the hospital for uh and it's a in 2018 uh brazil far-right candidate bolsonaro stabbed has liver injury Uh, yeah that was was the time he got stabbed stabbed. Um, yeah legitimate (laughs) he had he had covid first in uh july 2020 Mm -hmm. uh he had uh covid again later that month uh another positive (laughs) test um july 14th 2020 uh he was attacked by an emu (laughs) 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 The, the actual headline is brazil's jair bolsonaro can't stand his quarantine and got pecked by an emu as he complained to reporters. Uh, like, <laughs> what the fuck? You have to try to get that injury. Uh, like, you can't just be around <laughs> emus. No. Later, also in July 2020, uh, Brazilian President Bolsonaro says he has, quote, mold in lungs. <laughs> <laughs> What? Wait. What? Does it expand on that? How did I he mean, get I mold? Can, I can. Uh, I can read the article from Reuters. You just. He just. Brazilian, just sat out too long. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro said on Thursday he was taking antibiotics for an infection that left him feeling weak. Uh, chuckling in an online video about mold in his lungs, having spent weeks in isolation after catching the novel coronavirus. Oh man. Hmm. So, so it's like a long COVID symptom. Yeah, basically. Moldy lungs. Um, yeah. So a year after that, in uh, July 2021, Brazil's Bolsonaro hospital hospitalized to find cause of hiccups. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> I forgot right. about the hiccups. He had yeah. 10 days of hiccups. Uh, he, 10 days? <laughs> yeah. This is a good mix of like hypochondriac stuff and like, getting stabbed. Like that's a very yeah. legitimate reason. And then there's like, I had hiccups for too long. Yeah, this I guy just, fine. he just likes going to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. He want. Oh, wow. Um, he ended up being intubated to keep him from breathing in liquid coming in from his stomach. Jesus uh, Christ. So that's tight. Um, and then, uh, there was also a bowel obstruction, uh, mm-hmm. after the hiccups. Um, and then, you know, and then most recently, uh, the failing to chew shrimps. I, I just like, I love every few months we hear about him and being in the hospital cause he was raped by an alpaca and you're just like, <laughs> and people are like, you know, I voted for him cause he's a tough guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't kill him. Can't. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, a tough guy. Doesn't the other matter. day he actually yeah. uh, rode in a wheelchair down the steps of a baseball stadium. Right. And he, <laughs> Was ejected from the chair, and he actually landed uh, in a uh, in, in a whole room yeah. full of mousetraps. It was oh. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, and, he's like uh, a Simpsons character. Like, uh, uh, yeah, he's like sideshow Bob stepping on rakes, except mm-hmm. he goes to the hospital except every time. Emo's feet. Yeah, except, <laughs> the, yeah. The emo just flies up and pokes him in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> the, the rakes are just a salad with shrimp on top. <laughs> How is he eating? so many shrimp whole that it that like it obstructed his bowels that's the question well this guy's a fucking medical enigma ob- obstructed bowel issues yeah, yeah from but i mean the, probably all the shrimp tails yeah is yeah. is he eating the the tail too because you chew on the tail you have to chew on the tail that shit's gonna fucking hurt going down 
I eat shrimp tails. I don't know about you guys. See, I'm not a pussy, I so. like the taste of them, but they get stuck in my teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but that, uh, but that's part of it. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I eat real, them, sometimes I don't. It's real man shit. I stopped eating them uh, when people are around. That's what I've really. <laughs> yeah, because when people are around, they see me eating the shrimp tail. They look at me, and then I'm like, I don't want to have to explain myself to you every single time. This is another vehicle for cocktail sauce. You understand? Sure. It's part, mm-hmm. you know. Anyways, well. Fucking, you know, get well soon, Bolsonaro. Uh, we need you back in the, you know, whatever they, their version of the White House is um, so that you can get sick again and we can laugh more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he just, uh, there needs to be more mousetraps around him and uh, maybe like a cassowary. <laughs> he just a cassowary? Needs- it's yeah, a large oh yeah, animal please. that's related to the emu and uh, an ostrich. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually yeah, more dangerous. The They're like a more dangerous version of an emu because they have big old claws, like big dinosaur okay. claws. That's bad. Oh, they damn. Cut your goddamn belly open. But maybe he needs that. Maybe like the cassowary could just go in there and get all the shrimp tails out. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets disemboweled by an ostrich and it was like he had a great presidency. Yeah, my, uh, this guy was really good for, for Brazil. My brother-in-law was shooting uh, pigeons in uh, my friend's barn because that's what we do in Fresno. Um, and uh, yeah. he hit one. <laughs> that's just called Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hit one right in the gizzard. You know how they have that part of their uh, neck that uh, where they what they use to. It's like full of full of rocks, and it helps dis- it helps uh, break I'm down. I'm not like, familiar with this. Part I, yeah, of the I, I've heard of a gizzard, but I don't. I yeah. never knew what its function was. Birds have this little organ that's basically like full of little pebbles, and it helps them break down uh, hard shit like seeds and uh, shit like that. Mm. Um, huh. So he shot this bird, and it hit it right in the neck. Uh, and apparently it was right in the gizzard. So basically, like its head flew off, and a bunch of uh, almond almond shells shot out. <laughs> when he shot it. <laughs> like a really pinata. Which is really funny. So I was just thinking. Like a that, Whole Foods pinata. <laughs> so I was thinking that uh, maybe like a cassowary could just uh, slice Bolsonaro's belly open with its with its toe claws and then a bunch of shrimp tails would just <laughs> a bunch fall of out. Shrimp okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, man. Uh, That's like kid's birthday party fucking pinata is just <laughs> Bolsonaro yeah. filled with raw shrimp. Everybody got to punch <laughs> Bolsonaro and see what comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I got a, a, just like half of a switchblade. And the other one's got like, I got a quarter liver. And there's, this one, there's just a kid with a fishing pole with, with an old boot on the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't find anything good. Yeah, I got some moldy lungs and a fucking plate of shrimp. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how long does the presidency last in Brazil? I feel like he's been president for a decade now. Well, it seems like long that long because he's managed to almost die like eight times in the last Mm -hmm. 18 months. Yeah. Keep hearing about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's indestructible. And it's so funny because it was like he it was like him. And I remember it was Trump, him and fucking Boris Johnson. Who were like kind of like the the new faces of like far right wing mm-hmm. uh, political you know fucking neo fascists, and like you know Trump being kind of like this anchor where it was like Boris Johnson, uh, you know, is 
decidedly, I don't know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say he's decidedly less fucking right wing or fascist or whatnot, but he seems to have almost. I don't follow British politics enough to know this. He but looks like he seems a disheveled like, grown up baby. He yes. looks like a disheveled grown up baby, but he seems boss to baby, all grown up. Yeah, he th- he does. He looks like boss baby with his stupid yeah. hair. He's a full grown boss baby, but he doesn't seem to have. I don't know. I uh, you don't hear much about him. Like continue. You, you, I don't know. I feel like you don't hear him being. Um, more right wing, and then, um, uh, but then you have Bolsonaro, who's decidedly more right wing than um, than Trump, um, but somehow more clownish, like yeah. just an extreme version Which of is, Trump in terms of. I mean, like, and Trump was basically like a professional clown. That was like right. his job before. Yeah, it's crazy that uh, it's impressive how clownish yeah. Bolsonaro. Yeah, is. he like <laughs> accidentally put his hand in a in a pot of bubbling tar when he was trying to get a drink off the, off the stove. Yeah. And then and <laughs> yeah, he, he kept uh, falling in feathers. It was crazy. His whole like life is just a, this giant cruel Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> of, of injuries. Whatever happened to Duterte? Is he still like, can he, does he like fall down and, and like, you know, trip over rakes when he's murdering drug dealers or whatever? I think he's mostly just murdering addicts and kind of like just sitting back speaking weird Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that's, yeah, that's what I call yeah, Tagalog sounds, by the way yeah. is uh, I call weird it weird Spanish. 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 <laughs> Which is is far me nicer. With Spanish. <laughs> it's far nicer than my description of Portuguese, which is just deaf French. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's a deaf French guy trying to speak Spanish is what Mm-hmm. Uh, Portuguese sounds like. I always think of it as <laughs> Italian, but you remove all of the consonants. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Oh. It's yeah. um, you know. Are you wow? Is there a consonant in that? I don't. Okay. It just sounds like a deaf dude. We need a glottal stop, otherwise I don't know what Shut up. Learn Spanish or French, you idiot. Um, so we got lots <laughs> to talk about. We, I know we all saw Pig, so we'll get into like the movie discussion that all of our listeners know and came crave. here for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to talk about uh, we, going back to Pod Yourself Again. When Leah was talking about being sad that her dad died right as The Sopranos came out, um, yeah, I've said this before, but I think the same thing about NFTs. Uh, mm. And Ben, because mm. God, he would have loved oh, NFTs. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, so this story that would have been his favorite grift of all time. Yeah, like he would never have stopped talking about NFTs yeah. and like trying to make money on NFTs. <laughs> uh-huh. and, yeah, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Um. So there is this article in uh, Defector about this company that the Philadelphia 76ers announced a partnership with, um, which a little unclear what partnership even really means in this context. Like they're like the official provider of like metaverse <clears throat> services or some shit. Yeah. Um, I think it's always, it, yeah, that as, sounds real. as far <laughs> as far as I can tell partnership usually just means they get to put their brand name onto something in the fucking 76ers brand universe. Yeah. So yeah. So they're like, uh, so the defector started looking into this really weird sounding company uh, yeah. called color star and basically like everything they find just makes it sound weirder and weirder. Um, yes. 
On Monday, the Philadelphia 76ers announced a partnership with a company called ColorStar, which, quote, focuses on the application of tech and artificial intelligence in the entertainment industry. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, those are all words. <laughs> as ColorStar tells it, in one of me- the many bizarre press releases that constitute nearly the entirety of the company's online presence. Uh, so this is about, sorry, I should set this up a little better. Um, there is, they have a CEO who's named, uh, named, sorry, I got to find his, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his name here. Um, his name is Luke, Sir, Color Star. Sir Lucas Capetian. Um, yes. So okay. they have been trying to figure out who <clears throat> this guy is and whether he actually exists. Um, as Color Star tells it, in one of the many bizarre press releases that constitute nearly the entirety of the company's online presence, Capetian took over as chairman and CEO last week following former CEO Basil Wilson's resignation due to health reasons. Uh, the Color Star <laughs> press release introduced its new CEO as a holder of an executive MBA from Harvard Business School, which does not award executive MBAs. Yeah, and a knighthood somehow. <laughs> yeah, and, and a knighthood. <laughs> they keep calling him sir. No one knows why. Uh Capetian's profile on LinkedIn, where he'd made 10 connections as of Tuesday, offered little more insight. He'd written one fairly inscrutable post about NFTs. By Wednesday (laughs) morning, after we tried connecting with Capetian on LinkedIn, the profile had been deleted. A public record search for Lucas Capetian turned up no one by that name. Did they try Sir Lucas (laughs) Capetian? Did they ask the queen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the queen knows. Well, all the OBEs know each other. Like they, like someone would have seen him fuck the pig if he. Was. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredible to invent. Um, if this person is invented, invent a CEO, um, and then but make their name so flashy that any journalists worth their salt would have to look right. them up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, it's is so. This- is this guy Armenian yeah, like, or Latin? What's happening? Yeah, that's, like yeah. A, that's not a name. That's like a gamer tag. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Find him on Xbox Live. He's yeah, exactly. Just a fucking 13 right year old yeah. calling people like fucking slurs on yeah. Call of Duty. Uh, so like the 76ers partnered with this company that everything about it seems like it doesn't exist. Like there's multiple. They keep trying to find who the people listed on this company actually are. And the only person they can find is like the PR guy in New York named uh, like Doug Minnelli. Minnelli pitched the Color World app as similar to Masterclass, the streaming platform with courses taught by celebrity experts. The Sixers spokesperson offered the same comparison and added that the partnership might include taped interviews with the Sixers president of basketball operations or their CEO that could then run on the app's, quote, leadership vertical. Uh, so, so like apparently like there's this Chinese app that claims, uh, all of these, all of these users, uh, a color star press release, uh, from December, 2020 said the app's Chinese version had 600,000 registered users since its launch. And it's in September of that year and promised yeah. an international release at the end of 2020. Uh, it's, it's like, it's a subscription model supposedly. Uh, right. but a year after the international version was, a version of the app was slated to launch. All that's visible when you download and open the color world app is a video advertisement for the app. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. I I played it because I was just like, well, let me see this. And I was just like, 
What is this? I still, it answers none of the questions. It no. just poses more questions. It's just like. Wait, what's, the, it, what's in this video? Well, the company online app Color World is a brand new interactive platform for megastar celebrities and fans that combines the concepts of parallel universe entertainment project and NFT. The ad begins. You know, that fun <laughs> thing that we love to put, put them together. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is fucking code. I don't know what this is. So basically like what happened what was it seems is that uh this chinese company that used to uh be like a construction materials company uh i think um did merged with an american one that was already mm-hmm. listed they described this as a uh reverse merger uh acquisition which uh I, there was actually a movie called the china the china hustle a few years mm-hmm. back um, and that movie is basically about uh, like these Chinese companies that find a defunct American one that's already listed on a stock exchange and yeah. then they buy mm-hmm. it and then they are listed on an American stock exchange uh, by default and they don't have to go through any of the normal process that it would take to get on a stock exchange where you, you know, you have to like okay. open your books and get right. vetted and to like, go public to, yeah. before yeah. you go public. So, but if you just buy a company that was already on it, that is not there anymore, you're like defect de facto part, uh, a publicly traded company. And then you can wow. just invent all kinds of crazy shit and say whatever you want. Uh, essentially. Yeah. So it seems it's like, like a high class bust out. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that might be what happened here. Like they figured out that uh, the American tech industry are all idiots and uh, we're throwing money at like NFTs and metaverse and all these like stupid buzzwords that are Mm -hmm. essentially meaningless and contentless. And they're like, hey, we need to get on, get in on this fucking grift. Um, And I got to say, it's funny because. They did a great job with the name because Color Star, I immediately, I just go, I don't know, whatever. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like a company. Yeah. yeah. What do they do? I don't know. They fucking, they make money. They, <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> fucking TCB. That's what they do. Yeah. The country's Did you best. guys ever uh, get roped into a job interview for like a, like a marketing scheme? Oh, yeah. Or like oh, a, yeah. yeah. This is what that sounds like where I, I remember going Being into offices. Being approached by an Indian guy in a fucking <laughs> Robinson's May who was just like, hey, yeah, are these pants good? And you're like, I don't know. And then he's like, wow, you're really, you're a guy who knows what he wants. Take my card. And you're like, what do you mean? And he's like, I think I have a job for you. I go, okay. Uh, this I used yeah. to get roped into Craigslist things for like it'd be like marketing, and then you show up and it's Cutco or it's just like yeah. selling oh, supplies door to door. But it's all the same shit where it's like just all these words that are like, yeah, I don't know, marketing, technical, sales, development, and then you show up and they're like, yeah, where well, you're gonna work for free? And it's like, God damn, right? If if uh, I think there's got to be like a, a scientific study that proves that if uh someone if you show someone enough charts that they don't understand they think you're rich <laughs> and <laughs> and then they're like i want to i want what they have because yeah, yeah. oh, so that's what those orientations are like this may date me a little bit but uh i remember like my freshman year of college there was this like multi-level marketing scheme that was going around uh and i think it was based on like trying to get your parents to switch to this random uh like long distance carrier 
mm-hmm. that I'd never heard of. And, you know, I didn't hear anything about it other than like, oh, you can make like X amount of money just by like doing practically nothing. Um, and then I got <laughs> roped into like the, I don't even know what you would call it, like a hiring. I just wanted to see what the hell was going on. So I go in yeah. and, and, it, and it was like, you know, all these people are basically like me. We're in this room trying to figure out what the hell this company does and uh, what's going on. And uh, I remember someone had a boom box and they pressed play and it was fucking Big Willie style. And this dude did like a whole entrance to Will Smith. And it, it was like they, they skip the part where they tell you what the company is and hire you or have like a normal job interview and go immediately to like the uh, bread and circuses. Yeah. Go immediately <laughs> the to keynote. The, the fucking pep rally for this product where yeah. I'm like, I don't know what we're selling or what we're supposed to do yet, but it's, yeah. but this guy's already like trying to get us stoked on how much money we're going to make. And, Just uh, 30, 19 year olds sitting in a room looking around like, am I, am I in the wrong place? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, in a 2018 filing, the company described its business as, quote, primarily focused on engineering, producing, servicing, delivering, and pumping a comprehensive range of advanced ready-mix concrete materials for, <laughs> for highly technical, large-scale, and environmentally friendly construction products. What? Yeah. Uh, so this is, is what they used. fungible? <laughs> this is so this is like before the company decided to pivot into like nfts and uh mm-hmm. technology yeah. and ted talks and whatever the fuck uh they're yeah. doing um so like they're, they're they're going through all their various corporate fi- filings trying to figure out what this company actually does um as of this moment you know more about color star's business history than color star director of communications douglas minnelli when asked about Color Star's pivot from pumping concrete to administering the Matrix, Manelli ex- expressed confusion. Not that I'm aware of. What do you mean by construction materials? Asked, <laughs> asked Manelli before launching into a history of outgoing CEO Basil Wilson's experience with the, quote, different LED screens and, quote, different lasers and all of the different visual effects that go around and support someone like Lady Gaga. <laughs> All very relevant experience for a company called Color Star. Uh, yeah. You know? Um, and now uh, they have a slight update. Like they have. Uh, oh, do they? Yeah. They had some new stuff on their web. That was last week. This week there is uh, some new stuff on their website, apparently. Um, Color Star is not yet finished being extremely fucked up and weird. Tuesday morning, <laughs> the company issued a press release, once again insisting that it will one day have a metaverse and announcing that they hope to distribute to users custom 3D printed dolls representing the user's avatar. Wait, oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Why? What does that mean? That's regular verse. You, <laughs> what is the product? <laughs> well, see. <laughs> If you're if on it's the, a master class, why do you need a doll? But see, <laughs> yeah. if, I, if, my, if virtual me goes to watch John Legend talk about financial security in the metaverse, yeah. uh, I can actually get a doll of my own avatar. Uh, of yourself, yeah. not of John Legend, though. Right. Well, yeah. you could probably get a John Legend, too. This is insane. <laughs> that is, what is that? What is that? <laughs> what do they mean? <laughs> While this sounds like a neat little perk, it is packaged in more of that signature Color Star craziness. Capetian, confusingly identified in the press release, not as Color Star CEO, but as CEO of something called Playmate Technology, 
Oh, no. <laughs> is quoted as boasting that, quote, the owner of this series of virtual avatar products will also be the only user and copyright holder of the avatar in the app and even the global virtual world. Oh, oh! So the the your avi is an NFT. <laughs> as this is uh, as this is functionally how character customization works in virtually all online video games. <laughs> Why would anyone who is not me want to use my custom me avatar for any reason ever? <laughs> this seems to be a somewhat dopey repurposing of the whole NFT concept. Like oh my yeah, god! Like I'm gonna squat on your avi. I'm gonna build an avi that's so good and just sit on it and wait <laughs> yeah. for you to come buy it from me because you couldn't make a better one. You have to pay me a dollar every time you fuck the doll that's made out of the avatar of me. <laughs> See, that's fair though. To me, that's the future. Yeah. That I understand. Like getting royalties for people fucking your mouths, your avi's mouth is like that should be a thing. <laughs> if you want to fuck my avatar's uh, real doll. Uh, you are subscribe. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> you are gonna have to pay me uh, royalties with every pump. Oh, I love the the immediate jump from like not only are we real, but we also own a three D printer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? Oh man, <laughs> the the search for Capetian continues, but for now we'll have to proceed without any further help from Manelli. After offering to put Defector in touch with Capetian and promising to send along, quote, a little intro video from a friend in Shanghai, more fully explaining the metaverse concept, Manelli took the unusual step of blocking me on LinkedIn following, <laughs> following Defector's publication of our Color Star story. Uh, and as far, they, they also, I, they treated him, I thought, pretty fairly because they were yeah. like, hey. it's not this guy's fault that he has no yeah. idea what this company does. <laughs> yeah. He's like works for like a like a PR firm. And this is like one of a few well, different things he does. He's listed right? as a corporate officer of the company. Like he's the mm. he's their director as a director of communication, supposedly. Right. But, uh, you know, that he doesn't listen. You know, that's one. He, he doesn't know. I, no, I like sounds. It sounds like everything that they say to him it is immediately followed by him putting his hand over the phone and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, I don't know, man. And then he's like, um, so Basil knows a thing or two <laughs> yeah. about Lady Gaga lasers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about all that concrete stuff, but uh, have you ever seen a Pink Floyd light show? Oh, yeah, so that's, that's Basil. That's also a great name for a fake uh, company officer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's Basil. It's Basil yeah, from yeah. England. He knows yeah. all the lasers. Oh, it's me, Basil. It's now, Basil, you're probably it? thinking, what does this bloke know about some lasers? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I've done lasers for every <laughs> single live color show since 1973 when the when Dark Side of the Moon came out. And I've been rocketed at the top ever since. <laughs> David Becker fishing chips. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Manelli took the unusual step of blocking me on LinkedIn following Defector's publication of our, our Color Star story on December 23rd, the date of his company's evidently aborted beta launch, but not before reaching out to Defector one final time at 1.04 p.m. on Christmas Day to remind <laughs> us that, quote, Christ teaches love and forgiveness no. and that there's, quote, redemption even for people like you. Whoa, what the wow. fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> The, the PR guy did that? Manelli? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, dude. Well, first of all, I got to say that now I have some different thoughts about Mr. Manelli here. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
now I'm, I get the feeling that uh, he's in on the grift because who the fuck sends that kind of message to anyone? But also, he probably feels really bad about <laughs> that article. That was like weirdly poetic too. Like that, I think that's right. That's think, some indication of like a second language thing where it's like yeah. the language was a little too formal in his fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Uh, I think he had a bad Christmas after that article came out and was just like, uh, you know what? I forgive you, and decided <laughs> to do the wrong thing, which was to, on the record, <laughs> Quote, send Jesus that message. <laughs> Uh, some people, you know, they shouldn't be the director of communications, you know? Yeah, he should be in charge as, uh, in charge of making those fuck dolls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, do what you're good at. This this is kind of like this sounds kind of like three teenagers in a trench coat kind of a situation. <laughs> yes. Like I'd love to believe that there's a bunch of like 17-year-olds in China who are like, "I don't know, man. We it went too far. We got the 76ers involved." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Who knew man. people cared this much about basketball? I just wanted to make <laughs> yeah. some money, man. I mean, it just also, like, it makes you wonder what the fuck is going on at the front office of fucking the 76ers where they're just like, mm-hmm. you I feel know, like I they mean, probably just got money from this company. Right. No, Probably. but I mean, unless they're it, giving, I don't know who's giving who money in this situation. Oh, would but, love to know. Yeah. How much money exchanged hands and, and, <laughs> And it's got to be the Sixers are getting money, right? There's I mean, no the way whole, the Sixers I think got the whole, pitched on this. I think the whole way this works is basically that this company that doesn't really exist and doesn't really have a product, um, they try to make themselves sound like they're doing big shit. Yeah. Um, and since they're publicly traded, like the the process of making yourself look like you're doing big shit could lead to you uh, getting money from investors, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I don't know how else yeah. this could work. Yeah, it bumps up your stock price and then you bail. I mean, what, I'm not I sure. I assume what the plan is, right? Like, what else could it be? I mean, I don't know what the grift yeah. is, but I I gotta say, I'm I'm uh, we're in the long wrong. So should line I sell those stocks? Should I sell my color star? <laughs> I would stocks? do it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious about whether uh, someone in the 76ers is part of this grift or whether someone in color star is paying this someone in the 76ers somehow i feel like it's got to be the first one right i don't know man all i know is i'm very interested in subscribing to color star and getting a master class from fucking (laughs) yo-yo ma i'm going to have uh my avatar who is a uh, seven foot tall uh cassowary uh, who wears sunglasses <laughs> and has a one of those one of those hats one of those helmets with the beer cans on it? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. I'm gonna have that cassowary smash the like button in the metaverse with his <laughs> giant claws. I I was looking at the uh, the Color Star um, website. Did they take it down? I think it's well. They might have taken it down after this latest post. Oh okay, but because like one of the greatest things about it was uh that it had like every link um led to the same uh photo gallery uh-huh. of just celebrities <laughs> celebrities that were badly cropped and uh and yeah. like super stretched out and badly formatted and, and so it's like and then some of them i was just like this is i mean they, they it was like People, it would be like, you could learn from Elon Musk or Lil Uzi Vert. And I was like, 
Yeah, those are both the same guy. <laughs> yeah, those are people that are prominent in their fields. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, according to the, the – I found the Color Star Tech um, Instagram, and they've got Shaq. Oh, they've everyone's got Shaq. got Shaq, though. Yeah, he'll say yes to anything. Here he is in a video with Color Star. Yeah. Download the Color Star app today to gain firsthand knowledge from NBA superstar Shaquille O'Neal. Hell, man. yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of knowledge to give. I've always said that. True. Oh, okay. I'm going to view the courses real quick. Hold on. Explorer courses. All right. Now, when you click Explorer courses, uh, it is um, a K-pop star. It's just pictures. A K-pop star. um, A guy in a movie theater. um, Someone (laughs) who plays guitar. Don't know who. That looks like... (laughs) Is that Wiz Khalifa? Yep. Um, j- what is that? Uh, That's- man fashioning a canoe out of an old log. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, I gotta say, um, there's far fewer of these instructors than there was last week when I checked. I feel like a few of them, <laughs> few except of them for like- Wiz Khalifa, <laughs> uh, <laughs> were like, um, can you take me off of that, please? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, a strangely cropped Happy Father's Day. Color Star Tech Instagram post with five likes. Cutting off the H. Uh, it says, in the image, you can see the words App Star and Android. So I don't know if that's just a screenshot of the app that they've posted onto their Oh, they got Instagram. Machine Gun Kelly. I feel like Machine Gun Kelly would do this. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel Machine like he, Gun Kelly. I feel like he is an NFT. Like, he might... Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you like NFTs? I am an NFT. Yeah, he might yeah. Have, he might have escaped from the metaverse, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. He does seem like a customized uh, Avi player that I would invent for like NBA, you know, 2K16. (laughs) Like, yeah, like someone was trying to uh, invent, you know, like a Street Fighter character for like a new new version of it. Yeah, all of the tattoos are just like um, you're just clicking on the button, just going, yeah, that's the one. I want the uh, the cool like uh, the fucking eagle with lasers coming out of his eyes. (laughs) Basil, can you check on those lasers? <laughs> oh, look what it is, huh? <laughs> I'm still on uh, my lunch break. <laughs> yeah. People got, always talking about my, lasers to me. I got four of my chimneys to sweep. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, join the app. Yeah, join the app. Um, in other news, uh, people are trying to cancel Gal Gadot again. And, uh, are they? Uh, yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people <laughs> coming after <laughs> Gal Gadot. Cause sick of if, sick of the uh, the anti-Semitism. If there's uh, one thing I know about her, it's that she's uh, really pretty, and yeah, uh, people should be nicer to her. You mm. know, any Let anyone movies. Yeah, anyone who shits on someone who's hot, uh, even if they're not Jewish, I'm like that's anti-Semitism <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I think they're hot and you're shitting on them, yeah. so that's anti-Semitism. Um, uh, t- uh, headline in New York Post: Gal Gadot's Cleopatra will be quote sexy and smart in new biopic. Oh hell yeah, both. Yes, yeah, dude. Okay, Gal that's G- a twist. <laughs> Gal Gadot is ready for her next gig, playing the iconic Egyptian queen Cleopatra. Iconic. The, is- the Israeli actress <laughs> teased her upcoming biopic. Uh, I can't reveal a lot, but I can tell you that we're going to celebrate the Cleopatra story. Gadot revealed to InStyle. We're going to show not just how sexy and appealing she was, but how strategic and smart and how much impact she had and still has on the world we're living in today. The one, oh, my 
the Wonder Woman actress continued. I love it. I love the the almost like uh, the, the almost buzzwordiness of like we're like yas queening Cleopatra, who is just <laughs> yes. like, yes. oh yeah, you mean uh, the the chick who like slept with what Alexander the Great and then uh, took over everything. That was, was th- that was Mark Antony, but uh, or no, I think it was Alex or either that or Caesar, one of those. No, it was. I don't know some fucking who knows ancient she slay that's what's important <laughs> yeah, she, she did slay. slay yeah she was the yeah. RBG of her time she was yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when, oh man when Godot's role was announced in October 2020 backlash erupted over fears that she'd be whitewashing the character critics believed that an Arab or African actress should play the role of Cleopatra mm. First of all, if you want to be true to the facts, then Cleopatra was Macedonian, Godot fired back at BBC Arabic in December 2020. We, mm-hmm. we were looking for a Macedonian actress that could fit Cleopatra. She wasn't there, and I was very passionate about Cleopatra. Uh, was she Macedonian? I thought she was Egyptian. Am I crazy? Well, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not here to. I don't know anything. Alexander the Great was Macedonian. Maybe she. Oh, she was Macedonian through marriage? Look, that- I'm not here to refute anything that Gal Gadot says, because, like I said, she's very pretty, uh, and therefore she doesn't lie, as far as I know. Um, she noted, I have friends from across the globe, whether they're Muslims or Christian or Catholic or atheist or Buddhist or Jewish, of course. People are people, and with me, I want to celebrate the legacy of Cleopatra and honor this amazing historic icon that I admire so much. Wait, is she- I'm sorry. Is she saying that she that Cleopatra was Macedonian because technically at that point Alexander the Great owned Egypt? <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I think she's saying that, which is uh, th- I'm sorry. This is just this is very interesting to me be- uh, because I'm like, according to th- History Channel's ten facts about Cleopatra, Cleopatra was not Egyptian. While Cleopatra was born in in Egypt, she traced her family's origins, goddamn pop-ups, uh, to Macedonian <laughs> Greece and Ptolemy I Soter, one of Alexander mm. the Great's generals. Ptolemy reigned Egypt after Alexander's death in 323 BC, and he launched a dynasty of Greek-speaking rulers that lasted mm-hmm. for nearly three centuries. Despite okay. not being ethnic, ethnically Egyptian, Cleopatra embraced many of her country's ancient customs <laughs> And was the first member of the Ptolemaic line to learn the Egyptian language. Well, she would, being that she was like born and raised there. So mm-hmm. it would make sense uh, that she would uh, embrace the culture which she was born and raised. But like, you know, interestingly enough, Gal Gadot does bring up a kind of interesting counter to the idea of like, why don't you get an Egyptian to play an Egyptian uh, or an Arab to, to yeah, play an Egyptian? Yeah, we know where which this is, ends. This ends in like measuring people's skulls to- uh, Right, exactly. <laughs> just to see whether they're exactly. like ethnically uh, correct enough to play it. Right, certain... yeah. It, it's like as soon as it's like, oh, well, you know, technically she was Macedonian because her parents were Macedonian. She's like ethnically that. As soon as we start getting down the road of just trying to racialize uh, for the sake of- you know, casting decisions. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is a weird reason to do yeah. like racial race science. That's you know, the whole, that's the whole thing that I've always wondered about like ancestry.com where it tells you like what percentage of your DNA comes from like what yeah. country. And it's like, Oh what, yeah. When, when is the time frame 
of when that DNA was considered to be from that country. Cause like, it's all coming mm-hmm. from the same place originally. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And, and it's also, uh, I mean, that's one of many things with the whole fucking ancestry.com thing that makes you go, I don't know about this guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, it, it, mostly because like it's, it's, I see its usefulness in terms of like, if you're part of like the black diaspora in a, in America in the West Indies and stuff like that, in terms of like, Oh, if they can actually tell you where in Africa your people came from, that's kind of, that's interesting. Cause that's erased history. But I've noticed that when it comes to Jews, they don't re- <laughs> they don't really do that they all it does is just tell you um how jewy you are <laughs> and it's like because it, 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 it'll be like you're from jews that came from this general region yeah and and it's like the general region is like all of the the pale of settlement through like fucking like all of russia and you're like that's a really big region you guys right, I, yeah. I don't know <laughs> Um, yeah, that's like well, 11 time zones just in Russia. Right. And so like, yeah, there is part of me where in general, it's like, wait, why are you just with the, this feels very specific to like, well, Jews are Jews. And it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know why you were insisted on that. Um, but yeah, no, th- she, she does kind of bring up a, a, a valid point, which is that, um, are we going to do race science on, on this casting yeah, right look, now? It, she yeah. is beautiful and powerful and she wants mm-hmm, to play absolutely. a beautiful, powerful woman. Uh, absolutely. That dude. should be okay. Because like I said, she's very pretty. Um, she's very, very pretty. And she could literally tell me to castrate myself and I would, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but, yeah, I but she could be a leader. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Red Notice star recalled another moment in the hot seat, her epically cringeworthy star-studded Imagine video, which which she admitted was, quote, in poor taste. Oh, man. <laughs> also, oh, calling her she... the Red Notice star, that feels like a dig. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they're, uh, they which didn't was... want to say Wonder Woman 84 star. Which was funny <laughs> because apparently she is also taking credit for spearheading this whole thing. Uh I was, oh, yeah? I was calling Kristen Wiig and I was like, listen, I want to do this thing, Godot told the outlet. The pandemic was in Europe and Israel before it came here to the U.S. in the same way. I was seeing where everything was headed, but the video was premature. She added, it wasn't the right timing and it wasn't the right thing. It was in poor taste. All pure intentions, yeah. but sometimes you don't hit the bullseye, right? Hey, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Whatever you want, lady. But Fucking again, so hot. I feel like this is another instance of uh, people trying to find like a moral dimension for something that is just lame. Like it's yes, like the yes. video was not like morally. No, wrong. it wasn't in, it, it was, wasn't in poor taste. It was cringy. Yeah, it, it was, was it looked stupid. It <laughs> wasn't funny. Yeah. It sucked. It's like, it just sucked. And that's uh, my, my thing in general, actually with Gal Gadot is that like, um, she is kind of like in general, she's, she's not, she's not a great actress. Uh, she's not wow. ever, wow. She's not good in anything. Um, she is famous because she is uh, very, very attractive. Um, and I can see why that's annoying to people. <laughs> I see why she is mm-hmm. annoying. What's, what's annoying to me is that like a lot of times, like the shit that gets brought up with her will end up being fucking like, uh, I don't know. It'll end up being kind of like Israel based. And, mm. uh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, she was, 
she's yeah she's a fucking israeli she's Look, as racist ev- as all the israelis every, every movie press tour does this thing where like they come out with a stupid movie and then they send every bimbo and himbo out in in the cast to like answer questions and like people will ask them about like politics and fucking uh like brexit and like world mm-hmm. issues and then the poor actor who's there because they're hot uh and is good at just reading <laughs> right. words uh, then they have to like spitball and come yeah. up with answers to these ridiculous questions. And it's like, that's not their job. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing you don't need to have Let you Gina can- Carano post what she wants because <laughs> I don't care what she thinks. She's an actor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, she's worse. She's like, she's, isn't she, she's like a professional wrestler. What was she? No, again? she UFC was a, fighter. She was an fighter, MMA right? fighter until, right. Until she met Chris Cyborg and she was like, you know what? I feel Arguably, like this is not a great way to make a living. Yeah. Like if you want to know what's dumber than an actor, it's a fucking MMA fighter. So, you know, you know, and that's I'm including you in that. Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you. But yeah, like w- when it comes to like Gal Gadot, it's like there are plenty of fucking, you know, political reasons around Israel why you can be like, fuck this lady. Uh, you know, her serving the IDF, her like being like uh very pro the bombing of like fucking gaza you know or like the bombing of lebanon during that war whatnot Eh, sure fine but let's all be honest about why you don't like her let's just be honest it's not a moral dimension she's just like this hot lady who can't act who's like Mm -hmm. famous for no reason that you can comprehend and i'm like yeah that's true she's annoying (laughs) she's cringy and she's bad at what she does that's okay. You don't have to make her evil to right. hate her. No, you can't. You, 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 you don't have to say that the reason the Imagine video was lame was because they're like tone deaf to world poverty. No. Cause that's not the reason that it's dumb. It's just, we've said it before. We'll just, say it again. Just a bunch of Some annoying actors just singing directly into the camera. Like it's, yes. lame. it's lame on its own merit. So you don't have to add anything to that. They weren't even all singing in the right key. <laughs> like if you're going to do it, get them all in the right key. Yeah, I fucking had to like, I got low effort. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, I got fucking everyone to sing the right key for Pod Yourself a Merry Little Frog Cast, except for except for Brett, who uh, I thought his being off key added color to it. (laughs) I'm just saying, if I can do it, you could have done it. Yes, that's what was so annoying about it. It was so low effort, but like everyone had to see this this little dog shit project you made. And and what was worse were the people who then did high effort. That was my favorite part. It was to be like, it's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us, only sky. Imagine all the people. (laughs) I was like, oh, that sucks, dude. That sucks to care. You you didn't know the other ones didn't care. You guys should have had a powwow before this. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That sucks. But uh, yeah, Gal Gadot. So hot, dude. (laughs) Yeah. She's fucking hot, dude. I mean, you know, fucking no cap. Like fucking this is uh, this is a pro fucking uh, Palestinian solidarity podcast. Absolutely. But uh, she's hot. No denying it. That's objective. Yeah. Even even Palestinians Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, that bitch fly. (laughs) Hotness knows no uh, national boundaries. Exactly. I really do, do. I love doing race science on Cleopatra just to fucking get a part. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, actually, if you want to uh, get technical about it, she had yeah. a very Semitic nose, as we all can see. Uh, yeah, you see exhibit. the first. <laughs> the first the first mistake y'all made was trying to get in a race science battle with an Israeli. That is that you're not going to win that. You're never going to win that. These guys fucking oh, you want to talk race science? Oh, fuck. These I guys found some coins it. that I found in my backyard that prove uh, that. Uh, see, there was Israel always existed. Yeah. Yes. So you guys we, What's uh, up? What you Speaking think? of Jews, let's talk about pig. Well, <laughs> I'm I, not calling, by the way, I'm not saying that we are pigs as Jews. What I'm saying is speaking of Jews, not they don't eat pig. Eh, all right. You know what? I don't yeah. need to explain myself. See, to I again. thought it was a movie uh, about your mom. Listen, you fucking bitch. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. it's a movie about Nick Cage and his sidekick, uh, Matt's mom. <laughs> who, who snuffles through the forest looking for mushrooms for delicious uh, delicious mushrooms yeah that she, so that she can sense with her piggy little snout i'm gonna fucking kill you bro <laughs> um yeah so first of all we've been told quite a bit about this movie from like different broadcast listeners who are like when are you guys going to talk about fucking pig you need to talk about well, pig I, I did interview the food consultant and put it on the front right. feed so mm-hmm. that was you know we did we did we addressed it we addressed it but it was it was one of those things where i was like i don't know when i'm gonna be able to go see pig it was like like there were so many movies were coming out and i was just like i don't know so then on new year's eve francesca and i are sitting around not going to any parties because everything had been fucking canceled and I was like, I don't know, what are we going to watch? And so we put on Hulu and Pig was there. And I was like, this seems like a perfect New Year's Eve opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? Sit around so, and br- bring in the New Year with a fucking truffle hunting pig. I think this movie is one of those movies that's very enjoyable. But uh, when people start trying to act like it's, you know, one of the best movies of the year or like is like an awards mm. movie, like I feel like it's one of those movies uh that's good by virtue of combining like a bunch of odd and surprising things and mm-hmm. i don't know if all of them were entirely like in- intended like i was yeah I, like i was sort of watching it like with my head cocked to the side like a confused doggy the whole time um, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. made it enjoyable very much so but uh also i don't know you know i don't, I don't know that I, it had like a lot to uh say about yeah. our world I had a great oh, time, I, but by the yeah. end of it, I, yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's over. Yeah. I, like I, I, I had a completely different experience. Um, I did not know anything about this movie other than reading the logline. Mm-hmm. And so I came into it going like, the, so this is like, um, I don't know, like a conceptual comedy almost a parody like this is a movie about um it's taken but with a pig yeah, yeah. i was thinking I was, it's john wick but yeah. instead mm-hmm. of keanu it's nick cage and instead of a dog it's his truffle pig. It's pig right exactly and so i came into it going all right and then i will say that the movie um you know it starts off it 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 gives you what you want in terms of a movie that's about a truffle hunter who's looking for his kidnapped pig. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make this 
uh, switch, which I think was absolutely intentional into having kind of a purpose. Sure. Uh, well, and yeah. that that threw me to a point where I was like, I think I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking brilliant. Like it, 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 it like it somehow usually when something does like kind of like genre busting, um, they do it to it's I don't know. They do it to a degree that it's like, I get it. You're fucking, you know, you're doing an art or whatever, yeah. or you're, you're trying to make your dumb thing into something important. But for me, this movie, um, like it, it took the entire genre of like your, your takens, your John wicks, your fucking, you know, what is it? All those Bronson movies, death, death wish and shit. And gives me a lethal weapon at the beginning too. Yeah. And, and it gives it, um, kind of a, uh, I don't know, like a moral or like a purpose. And it, and it just becomes about like loss and closure. And I, and for some reason that hit me in this way that I was like, I, love this message because that's not really what those movies tend to to end with they kind of either tend to end with the you know reunification of the two people or kind of just like this revenge fantasy in which you learn like revenge is not all it's cracked up to be which are Mm -hmm. like great you know that's normal but for this it was more about like he gets the closure about his pig and what happened to it and he learns that like like having that closure is um is you know now he's a he's free from the grief that he was giving himself when he didn't know what happened i mean Which, i don't know yes I thought that was but there's also great. like so many outliers in terms yes. of uh like theme i mean he goes yes. on this sojourn after the pig and he eventually like at one point he ends up in like an underground fight club that apparently exists <laughs> in the bowels underneath the restaurant industry of uh, Portland. And there's yeah, like, a, yeah. there's like a midget there. And like, I don't, I love that shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I liked see, it cause it was weird and I very much wasn't uh-huh. expecting it. But like yes. when I, like when I get to the end of the movie and I'm trying to figure out how it fits in, I'm like, I don't know that that really like fit in with anything other than as like a nice way to, uh, yeah. throw me off track. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I looked at it as like almost um, I I feel you as uh, like when I was discussing it with Francesca, who feels the same way you guys do, which is like, I don't know if it was a fucking that good, Matt. (laughs) Uh, You know, it was like, okay, but what was that fucking fight club thing happening? And I was like, yeah, I mean, that was a little off. But I tried to view it from the angle of like, imagine this script is being written with no rewrites and completely stream of consciousness. Sure. Yeah. Every decision almost seems like it was based on the mood of uh, the, it's like um, the inertia of the previous decision that was made. So there's like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of inertia of like, this movie is taken with a pig. This movie's taken with a pig. And then it's mm-hmm. like, then you got the fucking like, um, the underground fighting, it just fits in with this weird movie in which But even every- the underground fighting, by the time you get to the fighting, it's not really a fight. And right. I thought that was funny too, that it, it starts to build up this like, oh, he's going to have to like beat some ass to get his pig back. Yeah. And then he just gets punched in the face for a full minute. Right. It's a series of misdirections. And that's, about- that's his skill apparently. Is like, like oh yeah. man. No one gets no restaurant worker gets punched in the face. Uh, <laughs> right. Like well, the, the, his two superpowers are getting punched in the face and remembering everyone he's ever met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a super power. Yes. He gets punched in the face. 
He remembers everyone uh, he's ever met. He he's like the Jiro dreams of sushi guy, where he can tailor <laughs> he can tailor the meal to the person. He he's sort of like the human ratatouille. Like he yes, is exactly. great at like reminding people uh, why what they do is actually bullshit just by serving them mm-hmm. uh, real food, mm-hmm. which was kind of right. awesome. Uh, I enjoyed yeah. that. But uh, he also has like this weird apocalyptic sort of worldview that. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I guess it fits with him being a weird guy who lives in the woods, but uh, if I think it fit with the theme of him being someone who's decided that everything else is like superficial bullshit. And if this is all going to fucking end in death and fucking destruction, then I'm just going to do the thing that I want to do. Um, And him kind of coming to, I don't know, coming to terms with, uh, the fact that he is, um, you know, lives in an imperfect world <laughs> and, mm. and he decides to continue doing the truffle hunting, even without the pig is mm. his like, kind of like, I don't know, his understanding that he does have a purpose. He does have a place. <laughs> I mean, it was very John wick in the sense that they gave, they gave the Portland restaurant industry, like 10 levels of lore. Uh, yeah, apparently underpin yes. it. Like there's a, there's like an evil truffle magnate uh, in the Portland <laughs> food scene, and uh, there's like chefs who are sellouts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, yeah, it did. It did kind of feel like a comic book world. Yeah, with this, especially the way that the the chef that he talks to, I love that guy's performance. He's like, oh, he's uh, so like good. Sam Neill and in the Mouth of Madness, like going mm-hmm. crazy at this, yeah, at this lunch with him. Oh, he was so good. <laughs> yeah, just like this, like warped smile that you can yes. see the desperation behind his eyes is uh-huh. like is so good. Yeah, I love um, the idea that the way that one would sell out in uh the food world is to become like an avant-garde uh french chef like beloved by Uh restaurant critics uh in the portland food scene like the idea Mm -hmm. that that could be a thing was very enjoyable Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 i don't know yeah go ahead i love and i love that it's because i grew up in the pacific northwest and seattle and portland are the same anyone who tells you Mm -hmm. different is a liar um and I and I did love when they say fuck Seattle because fuck Portland and that's kind of the re- that's the relationship so I like I, that felt very real and yeah. just all the stuff with the like underground like I can't tell you I don't know if this is a Seattle or a port like a Northwest specific thing but there were so many like weird catacombs underneath mm-hmm. like restaurants and bars mm-hmm. in Seattle so when they when he's like trying to find the secret tunnel into the fight club. I, that all felt very believable. Like if you've ever been to the, the comedy underground in Seattle, RIP, right. but they had all these weird like hallways underground that would spit you out like across the street and stuff. Isn't that I, will so- say, I will say, yeah, like one of the things about Seattle that always stuck out in my mind from the times I go there is I feel like it's a city like that has levels. Like it's, it's not <laughs> like everywhere else I've lived. It's like mostly like flat, even San Francisco is like hilly. But Seattle yeah. just has like levels of shit in a way that yeah. is hard to describe. Like yeah. it feels like things are under other things and on top of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah catacombs. Right. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's catacomby. Like it's weird. Like you could actually imagine what they were saying in that movie. Is, mm-hmm. Isn't the evil conjoined twin from that movie? It, don't they? Doesn't. What was that movie that what came movie? out? With the evil conjoined twin on the back, Vince. We, oh, we watched malignant, it. Oh. Malignant. Wasn't isn't that 
uh, take place in Seattle in the like underground catacombs. That's what I remember. Um, so I'm looking this up now. I haven't seen it, but that sounds right. Oh, you got to see fucking Malignant, dude. Yeah, it is yeah. one of the greatest bad movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it is in <laughs> Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think for me, the movie uh, just kept doing um, misdirection on mm-hmm. um, kind of a lot of the different, um, I don't know, tropes of that genre of movie Mm -hmm. the taken whatever whatever genre of movie that is some sort of like revenge thriller or whatever it it kept doing misdirection on that making him not be he's not a badass you keep waiting for him to do his like badass fucking kill everybody in the room thing and every time uh the abuse is something that he takes he Mm -hmm. he's the one who gets (laughs) beat up absorbing it yeah he just absorbs the abuse and like walks around um you know fucking getting beat up and and to the point at which at the end when he's like i'm getting my fucking pig back yeah he ends up cooking that meal for (laughs) the evil magnate um who uh you know stole his pig um, because his son, who's been buying, you know, who's who's been buying fucking truffles from Nick Cage's character, um, you know, the evil magnate is his father, and so, and his father is like very Jared, uh, or what is his name, Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically mm-hmm. does not mm-hmm. want his son to succeed in his business and uh, is not helping him in any way. So, like, Nick Cage has been his son's like fucking. This town's you know, the guy only big enough for one truffle magnate. Exactly. Do they um, also use they use like a succession song or a song that's been in succession? I was gonna write it down and I forgot, but I swear they use a song that that is also in succession, like around one of those scenes. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I mean, it was very much so. Like that was the that was the 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 dynamic was this mm-hmm. is Logan Roy and his fucking you know son that he's not helping. Um, and yeah, so he ends up cooking the evil magnate, this meal that the son had told him about was like the best meal that, that, that he and his mother ever had and whatnot. And they, he fucking ratatouille's him. Yeah. <laughs> and rather than it being this like fucking, we're going to sneak into where the pig is, you know, taken and kill a bunch of guys and whatnot. I don't know. There's something about that, that I was just like, oh, this movie is, uh, it's taken this left turn that I find, yeah. Revenge is a dish best served basted in butter uh, in a cast iron pan. Exactly. Uh, Best served hot. And and (laughs) the great thing was was that the pig was dead. Uh, mm-hmm. They Lindbergh Lindbergh babied the pig, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it ends up being about uh, the acceptance of uh, of loss and closure mm-hmm. on 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 and on it, loss. It turns out that Nick Cage was his own truffle pig all along. He was. He was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He really. The trees were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the trees did the sniffing uh, for him. Yeah. I think what I liked about it is that I kept. I was constantly feeling surprised, but I never felt tricked. Like every every sure. time it right. sort of like shifted gears. Because, yeah, I didn't read a lot about it going into it. And that scene where they go to the... Oh, I love this scene. You know what? Maybe I do love this movie. Anyways, yeah. they go to the, they go to the like, truffle market. And the, yes. And he's like... And the lady working the truffle market is like, what? Someone stole your pig? Shut yeah. it down. Like, I got to deal with yes. this now. It was and amazing. I was like, okay, now we got a movie. Here's where it kicks into high gear. <laughs> yeah, that, that was doesn't. such a... It was such a great performance. She, he just comes in and goes like... So they stole my pig, and she's like, what kind of pig? (laughs) It was, like, immediate. And, yeah, 
I also he seems like a crazy person, but then yeah. you put him. Yeah, it's kind of felt like that's the other thing it reminded me of is like Winter's Bone. Yeah, where it's like this 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 figure like the this I don't know normal Portland guy like getting a peek into this weird underworld of like right. rural food crime. Yeah, <laughs> fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just there's something unique and fun and like. I in no way take this movie like seriously, which I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy when a movie that you're in no way going to take seriously ends up meaning something. And uh, it's like it allows it to, um, I don't know, it's like it allows it to breathe. It it allows it to be something other than um, either another dumb Nicolas Cage thing where he Mm. decides to, you know, he's trying to pay off losing all that money and having to sell (laughs) his, uh, his dinosaur skull. Like he, you know, it's like there was a, I saw a movie a couple of years back, the one with all the colors where he's going around killing people. Everyone's on acid and what is it called? Mandy. Mandy, Yeah. Mandy. Yeah. Like Mandy is like fun, but it's also, it just feels like, um, I don't know. Like it's, uh, Another weird Nicolas Cage choice type yeah. of movie. I also couldn't deal I, with it because it was just dark. The screen was dark so much yeah, for the movie yeah. that I was just like, my eyes hurt trying to watch this. Maybe it was intentional, but like I, I watched that whole movie. I remember almost none of it. It felt right. like, like when I remember when I think back, I'm like, was I drunk or something? Yeah. Which was yeah. maybe intended to make you feel disoriented. But like I just walked away from it kind of feeling like I don't know what that was. And I, I, I did not have fun. Yeah, I didn't have a good time. And it was. Yeah, it's just a weird choice. But it, it, yeah, this movie felt like, I don't know, because it was going to be placed in that genre of movie, mm-hmm. we're a, a weird Nick Cage choice movie mm-hmm. and we're a comedy parody of fucking Death Wish because it, pretty it, it, it freed it up. Yeah, well, it freed it up to be something that actually yeah, he, had some meaning. He never meaning. has to act crazy in it. Right. No. Yeah. You just have to give and, him a yeah. fucked up wig and weird makeup mm-hmm. the whole time. And, and he mumbles. And, yeah. and every time he what saw it. What, what was your signature dish? But I just love that mostly what he was doing was going to strangers and people he half knew from a decade ago and going, where's my pig? Like, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I don't know. Like, uh, I like when something really stupid that isn't for very many people ends up having some meaning. Yeah. Like no one's the general public is not going to enjoy this movie. Therefore, they are free to make it uh, as meaningful or as stupid as they want. And they chose to kind of make it meaningful. And I, mm-hmm. I, I respect that. And I, lo- I one thing I was thinking about kind of talking about Nicolas Cage and how he's just because of all that money he lost. He's just cranking out all these things. He's going to have yeah. such a like lasting presence in the cultural uh, oh, world because yeah. I think that there there is one Nicolas Cage movie for everyone because right. he's yeah. just yeah. constantly like every single person on the planet can find one to be like this is really good because he has yeah. to keep yeah. working he has to work like at such a like a crazy rate and he's always trying you know he's always trying yeah. something yeah. he's he's never phoning anything in which no. I, I I appreciate about him I think it's because he's <clears throat> he is you know he's a Coppola and he's insane. Yeah. yeah. So like it would almost be better this, if he did phone it in every now and then. Occasionally, <laughs> yeah. but I mean I, I like that he doesn't because even when the movie's bad, you know, you go like, Well, he tried. Yeah. Um He but, made choices. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He went down with this ship. Exactly, exactly. Like to me, he is the person in the Imagine video 
who is trying really hard <laughs> to sing Imagine Good. And yeah. occasionally the movie, everyone around them will just be singing off key and whatnot, but he's really trying. And sometimes uh, it's cringe and sometimes it's fucking gold. I'd love to imagine he got a call about the Imagine video and he was like, how much, how much does it pay? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. I gotta go to yeah. National Treasures five, six, and seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, I gotta do another bad lieutenant movie. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> that was one of worst the best. Lieutenant. Port of Call New Orleans fucking was one of the weirdest movies ever. It was ever so seen. good. <laughs> that was the best movie. Everyone's doing drugs wrong in that movie, and I will, <laughs> to this day, I I I feel it is a bad movie. But uh, yeah. Anyways. I give Pig a solid B plus because that shit was, you know, fucking solid P plus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I That's agree. Pig plus. Piggy. That's right. I thought your mom was great in it. Uh, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you, dude. <laughs> the, way, the way she snuffled around that forest. Uh, Honestly, the, the worst part of the movie was realizing that the pig was going to not be in the rest of the movie. Yeah. That mm. sucked. Because yeah. oh, Francesca and I scene, were very into the pig. The scene where they're yanking the pig out and it's like screaming. Upsetting. Yes. That was yeah. genuinely upsetting. upsetting to watch. If, if you've ever been around a pig and done something that it doesn't like, it is extremely upsetting because boy, mm. can they scream. They scream. Mm. And they, it kind of sounds like a baby because pigs yeah. are like... Their, their meat is like kind of like our meat, you know? Yeah. So their noises are not that far off. Similar meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's science. That is science, yes. Um, yeah, good shit. Well, That's why it tastes so good, because yeah. it's closer. It's the closest you can get to human meat. That's right. Mm. Well, I, I, I want to try human meat I one do of these too. days. I bet it's good. I just bet it's really Hell good. Yeah. And the way that like your own farts smell good, mm. but your own meat tastes great. I mean, but that's a question is like, um, if you, is it cannibalism if you eat your own meat? <laughs> like, who's going to know? I jack off with my own hand, don't I? I jack off with my own hand doesn't make me gay. Exactly. <laughs> does make you a little gay to jack off, though, if you think about it. <laughs> Anyways, guys. All right. Yeah, making uh, a guy come. Feels like it's been a pod. I feel like that's a, yeah. that is a solid pod. First pod of the new year. Is this the first pod of the new year? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Fraud. Yeah, the first fraud of the new year, um, Brent Flyberg. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for coming Thanks back for on the Frogcast. Where where can people find you uh, and your uh, your podcast? They can find me at Brent Flyberg on Twitter and Instagram. They can find my podcast Stereo Chart, and, you know, in all the places that you would mm -hmm. find a podcast. And then if you live in Los Angeles, come to Stacks. Uh, it's the stand-up comedy show every first third day at Sideshow Books. We're back in February. As of right now, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hope so. Follow him on all the social medias. Listen to Stereo Chart. Patreon.com slash Frogcast for all of these beautiful episodes of the Frogcast. Uh, Vince, what is... Oh, right. Sorry. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chins.